All right, welcome to the Let It Fly show brought to you by Omaha Steaks, proud sponsor of this program and providing steaks and meat and food to so many iconic and legendary restaurants across Omaha and very soon to Let It Fly Sports Bar in the Capital District. Memorial Day 2023, somewhere in there. Yeah. I'm Michael Severe, joined by former Creighton Blue Jay. And as I always have to say, by um, law, on, Omaha Central Eagle, <laughs> Josh Jones. Yes, hey, sir. happy 10th episode. Oh, man. Happy How about that, episode, huh? Man. 10, 10 yeah. episodes. Nobody, hey, people time, said we wouldn't get past eight. Hey, time flies, man. We having fun. <laughs> we just doing what we always do all the time at home, talking about sports. Just talking about sports and right. a lot of basketball on this show. Yeah. Um, I always say this, and I and – I, he looks at me funny whenever I say it, but there, there are only about five or six people, right, that I think of as being the best people. And we have one of them on the show today. Oh, yeah. You're talking Josh, about like, like, like perfect character. Just a good yeah, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Going to say yeah. hi to you I whenever agree. you see them. Yeah, Always no good. You know, yeah. dap you up. And that's Josh Doltzer, of course. We, yeah. we know what he did at Creighton, and we know what he does now. We're going to get into all of that with him. Yeah, and on. his little brother's here, too. And I know what he did in high school. Oh, yeah, you know what Come he did on. in high school. Look, we're, yeah. we're going to get to all of that. Yeah. I, I noticed that they had one loss that one season. They won a championship. We might I don't know who it. they lost Me to. Me either. We might I have no idea. Yeah, I'm just a sports fan, right? I know, just a sports fan. Before we get to Josh and Josiah. Creighton coming off, as of this taping, coming off of a win on Saturday. You have to be able to win multiple ways in a tournament. Right, right. I don't know if you ever want to win a way where you go, like, eight minutes without scoring. I know. From the floor. I know. But they did that on Saturday. Managed to beat St. John's. Arthur Kaluma goes off late. Three threes, a steal, and an assist. Yeah. You know, I think that's like a poker hand. That's about as good as it can get. Yeah. But it's a strange game to watch. Uh, For me, man, as a sports fan... Uh, even though I love when the Jays win, sometimes when you watch stuff on TV, yeah. you kind of hope for the tighter games because it can get boring, yeah. you know. Uh, but um, the way that game was was exciting in the second half. It's not a way that you, uh, you like you said, you feel like you want to win going into a tournament time. But the optimistic thing is the fact that that bench stepped up. It did. You know, yep. and it just shows that even though certain guys like a Baylor Shireman went 1-4 or whatever, 11. that don't really matter because, yeah. like, it balanced out with the team, you yeah. know. So I mean, I thought it was a good game. It, it was it was fun to watch. You watch Kaluma, and we've talked about this since the beginning of the season. Yep. Because there's times where he's taking shots that maybe aren't completely in his game, like yep. he's forcing it. Those threes all came to him, yeah, no doubt. And, and he took them. Looked like he was very smooth with them. Yeah. The steal that was basically just him being more physical <clears throat> than the other guy. Took yeah. the ball from them. Yeah. Um. You got to have him playing that way. But I, what what do you think is wrong with Baylor Shireman? Is it that he's forcing uh, it or no? I think he was just due for a game. Just due for a bad game. I mean, Baylor uh, has been very consistent across the board all year. He's one of the guys who just plays off of uh, he got a motor. Like he self he gets self started by rebounding the ball, mm-hmm. driving the ball hard, making things happen. I just felt like last game was just one of those games where he just was out of rhythm. I mean he'll be fine. I okay. think he'll be fine. And uh, some notes that I took, man yeah. uh, as far as St. John's this is the team that got beat 104 by, I know. Uh, I know. Creighton had put up 104 yeah. uh, on them in January. Uh, the rematch obviously was far more competitive. I gotta talk about this part in the second half. Like just when it looked like um, Creighton was gonna run away with it or whatever, there was a dunk. Right. You know, and they got that dunk. So, um, I can't think of uh, the player's changed name. The momentum, though, yeah, yeah, it changed the momentum of the game. Uh, but St. John's just as a team, I think if you kind of just look at them all year, just discombobulated on ill-advised shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, they played played harder this time, but like those five turn turnovers in a row, 
That that's kind of what dude St. John's been like this in '85. Oh since man, the See, last time they went I was to born the Final Four, man, they've been yeah. I, my entire life. Anybody who's from New York knows yeah. they've been like that. But that's they had they 15 yeah. turnovers for the game, yeah. 10 in the second half. Yeah, you know, like yeah. Yeah. I feel like if Creighton plays against a Marquette that's coming up, that I'm sure we'll talk on about. Tuesday, yeah. Um, Marquette will capitalize on that. Yeah. St. John's just not good enough. But you have to win different ways. So they played better against Providence yeah. and lost in double overtime. Yeah. They played poorly but won against St. John's. So you right. got to be able to just make up Yeah, but Creighton is just so, like, they're just so, like, everybody is, know who they are on the mm-hmm. team. Yeah. I mean, obviously the starting five are the guys who, um, you know, we, we lean on for uh, points and momentum and all of that. But the bench, the way they stepped up, that's really who they are. Mm-hmm. They, they just finally came alive. It would be great to see them. I think they'll go undefeated. If, if they, they get continue, 17 but, points from the bench. Man, they're And going that's undefeated. just from two guys. Yeah. They get 17 points from the bench, yeah. they can go deep in the tournament. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. All right, we're going we're gonna to continue the Let It Fly um, sports. We're going to continue talking about Creighton, but we'll do it from a different perspective. We'll bring in Josh Dostler. Okay. Chat with him, of course, two-time state champ. Two times. How many did you win? Oh, man. Yeah, so he won two. <laughs> I won two three. Two times state champ. I won three. <laughs> we'll chat with Josh next up. <laughs> All right, we're joined by, we mentioned Josh Dosta joining us, two-time state champion, of course. Um, Long-time <laughs> Creighton Blue Jay. <laughs> What's felt, up, bro? Felt like Josh was there for you, a man. solid nine uh, years at yeah. Creighton. But, of course, his full four years there. A lot on his plate now. We appreciate you taking the time. Four kids now. You do a podcast. You're a spiritual leader. You have any minutes in the day? Very few minutes in the day, man. I'm a little nervous sitting here, though. I'm afraid that somebody's going to call a foul on me. I'm sitting so close to Josh Jones over here. We can talk about it. (laughs) So I'm I'm guessing there were times where you guys played where you felt there was some problems with the referee calling? My senior year. The one loss we had that year. Yeah. uh, I'm guarding Josh Jones. I think I ripped him. You did. It was on the baseline. They called a foul. I fouled out. They beat us. Oh, wow. And it was the one loss we had my senior yeah. year. So, yeah, his So, I'm foul. still, every time yeah. I see him, I get a little nervous, yeah. especially if there's a ref around. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah all right, yeah. And, you know, yeah. Josh, he's always going to remind you about it. I am. He's not <laughs> going to sure. Yeah, we, 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 hey, we were both at the Bellevue West game, and I was pointing at the spot. Yeah. <laughs> we were looking at the spot. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. You were talking earlier about yeah. how badly Creighton beat St. John's yeah. the time they played him before. It's the same thing true at Bellevue West and Westside. Yeah, no, 100%. It's really hard yeah. after oh, you blown somebody out oh, mentally yeah. to say, yeah. this is going to be a good hey, game. Hey, I'll tell you the truth. Um, my greatest uh, high school game was um, 10 threes, RIP to Ronald Grigsby, 10 assists. We beat Bellevue uh, East by 25, state mm-hmm. championship, only won by a point. Same team. Same, same team. team. Later that Different year, only scenario. one by a point. Yep. Yeah. Because you got to mentally Always. get around that. Yeah. And that's sure. what I think one of the hardest things is about conference yeah. play. Yes. Is you got to play every team twice. Man. And it never goes yeah. the way it went the first time. Exactly. That's where I think some of these games, even Creighton's lost to Providence right. and, and close game St. John's. Right. I think it sets them up for the tournament. Yeah. When they're going to see these teams again. Yeah. And hopefully play a little better. Do you, a little do you feel like um, the way that this year has been that anybody can win it. Oh, for sure. Like, this is a little different, right? For sure. Like, There's a lot of, I mean, four, five, six teams man. that are all talented, yeah. all got players. Right. And uh, obviously Creighton's shown that when they play well, they can beat anybody anywhere. Yes, exactly. But they've also shown that they can get beat. Yeah, for sure. When you watch the way they played this year, did you expect this at all? Because there was so much hype. Right. People yeah. talking about top eight team in the country. Did you expect them to have these kind of struggles at all? I mean, I, I think, A, what you're reminded of, there's a lot of good teams yes. and a lot yeah. of good players. Yes. And if you think you're just going to roll the ball out there and your talent's going to win out, right. you got to play the right way. I think what I think the early losses actually help Creighton yeah. 
play this last stretch. They've played well. They've yeah. played hard. I agree. They've played together. Yeah. They're starting to make plays for each other. Yeah. And so I think some of those, I think they probably believe some of the hype. Yeah. That, That's man, what if I was going to say. If we show up, yeah. we'll be all right. Yeah. But the truth is, man, there's a lot of good teams yeah. and a lot of talented teams out there. And then yeah. Ryan got hurt, of course. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. 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 Had the mono. Yeah. When he, all and, those and, things yeah, matter. And when he yeah. got hurt, for me, I kind of was hoping that. The team would um, do great without them. Not to say that they didn't need them. Right. But I just felt like they were going off of that hype. And I think once he got hurt, everybody lost their identity, not recognizing how valuable he is just to be a tall tree. Like, (laughs) he's a difference maker. Just by his size before he even touched the ball. Yeah. But, I mean, um, I think it's it's getting into tournament time. I feel like um, the Marquette game would be great. Um Win or lose that, I still think it starts all over in that tournament. I, it might for sure. St. John's might can win it. It's it's been crazy this year, man. Yeah, I, it's just well, been we crazy. We haven't Xavier yet, and we know it's good. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I know. I, I think what's been good for Creighton is over the course of the season, different players have had to play well for them to win. Hundred percent. And if you're gonna make a run in the tournament, if you're gonna yeah. do well in any tournament, different players have to step up in different games. Right. Even to see Sharif Mitchell. Yeah, come on, step man. up nine points, hit a three game before. I'm right. telling you, those yeah. things matter yeah, when does. you're looking to make a run. You can't just rely on a couple of players. Yeah. So that's what I love about what's happened is in different games, different yeah. players have had to step up, and you're seeing more and more of a team come together and more yeah. guys, especially coming off the bench. Do you think it's more than the let it fly mentality? You think Creighton, not, Creighton is always going to shoot threes, yeah. but is that the yeah? Is like have they found a new identity? Do you think? I mean, definitely on the defensive end. I'd say over the last couple yeah. of years, and, and Ryan inside plays a huge role in that. Yeah. But you got to be able to stop players. You you got to be able to get out and transition. So I think they've had to expand. I mean, they they haven't. I think statistically speaking, they're not the best shooting team Coach Mack has had. True. Yeah. But they've shown they can win in different ways. Right. And uh, they got the size. They got the athleticism. I mean, Ryan, when he attacks the basket. I know. He's hard to stay in front of, yes. and that changes the way they play the game. So they got so many different guys that can do yeah. so many different things. Even you guys talked about Baylor not playing well last game, didn't shoot the ball well. Right. Number one, he still impacts the game in so many different ways. Rebounding. He's always making plays, rebounding, facilitating. Yeah. He draws so much attention, kicking it out to guys. Mm-hmm. But, I, and I told Baylor this, I know he was frustrated from his game. Yeah. I said, man, better to have a bad game and win the game. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Than yeah. to have a good game and That's lose. Big. Right. That's and, big. And so yeah. for him, he's always going to make winning plays. I yeah. can live with that uh, because when we need him, he's going to step up. That's what yeah. I was telling you. Yeah. Right. He's a playmaker. As a yeah. point guard, I'm sure you look at players and you're like, I'd love to play with that guy. Yeah. You look at Kaluma, you feel that way? I mean, Big, athletic, can go to the rim, can shoot the three. Yeah. What a hell of a team to have. I, I look at the whole team. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, Some in the water now. You got Cock Brenner and <laughs> yeah. you coming off screens right. and you got a big Still guy like that. Yeah. Kaluma, you got a guy that, yeah, can go inside, outside. Man, yeah, I mean, yeah. you, you look at uh, <laughs> Baylor. You yeah. got a guy like that that just knows the game. Yeah. They got a lot of different guys that would be a lot of fun to play with. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, what do you think about um, how Creighton is almost like finding diamonds in the rough with the under-recruited players and having them play on a higher level? Like, kind of talk about, just from your perspective, watching Coach Mack, how how do you think uh, he has done getting those guys, you know, to go this season? And just kind of, you know, talk to the credit that you would give him 
uh, with players like a, a Ryan Hawkins, uh, yeah. a Baylor Shireman, and stuff like that. I, I mean, when it comes to team and team success, I've seen this on the court and off. Yeah, everything comes down to culture. Yep, and the culture you create, the culture you build, what you bring people into, ultimately either helps people thrive and succeed and reach their potential or it doesn't. And I just think Coach McDermott has done such a great job at creating a culture of yeah. player development, teamwork, yeah. chemistry. He sets guys up for success, knowing their strengths. He puts yeah. them in position to win. So I got I got a lot of respect. I didn't get a play for Coach Mack. Yeah. I wish I did. It would been crazy, um, right? <laughs> just because I love the way he coaches his teams. I yeah. love the way he has relationships with his guys. Um, I just think he, the culture that Creighton has built yeah. has helped Creighton succeed in whoever they play and whatever conference they've been in. Yeah, Joseph sure. joining us here on Let It Fly Show. You believe that culture is what kind of saved him? Because, I mean, we were at a point coming yeah. off of the locker room comments where it really felt like maybe he'd be moving on to some other place because he had opportunities. Yeah. There are other jobs that are open. You think it was that culture they established is why they've come through this? Oh, 100%. I think culture gets you through the tough times. Culture helps you uh, succeed when things are going well. I think the locker room comment, this, this was my perspective on it mm -hmm. and even why I felt like I should say something about it because I felt like it was isolated you can't just look at one thing you've got to look at the whole thing sure. yeah and so the whole thing for me is the culture that he's created not just on the court but in the community North yeah. Omaha. in yeah. North Omaha yep. since day one since he came to Omaha mm -hmm. I mean he reached out to guys like me other guys in mm -hmm. the community said hey I want to be a part of this community has showed up consistently and so I think it's always important. You look at the culture of and, and, and what somebody has built, not just a comment. Right. And uh, comments can tell you certain things. For me, comments say, hey, we got a long ways to go still. Yeah. There's some things we need to be aware of. But, man, when I look at the culture over here and what's been built for years mm -hmm. before yeah. right. preceding, right. we can overcome this if we keep doing things the right way. Yeah, that was a, that was a tough time. Um, sometimes I think about um, – and it's natural for, um, you know – People to uh, like change their opinion. Like for instance, like Ty Ty Washington, uh, even Hunter Salis. Like That's certain true. guys that right probably would have came that left. That's all fine. But I commend Sharif Mitchell. That yep more yeah. than anybody because yeah. I mean not only did he make the commitment to come play, uh, he stuck with Coach Mack during that time. Yep. Yep. And um, for me personally, like it's always great to see a guy like him have success. Yeah, because. Being a basketball player is one thing, but being uh, offended personally by something, especially on the racial side of things, right. like it's something totally different. And for him to play through that and still have success right. shows that Coach Mack as a man and as a uh, coach is more indifferent than the comment that he made. Oh, and, I, and I'd say this, like obviously those comments, the comment that was made was significant. Yeah, it hurt me. And, and we talked yeah. about that. We've talked about it for a for while. Sure. Yeah. I mean, those are real, especially even now as we're celebrating Black History Month. Yeah, like, right. There's certain things that you yeah. say and yeah. certain things that maybe come out you didn't intend right. it to, and you have to ask yourself, man, yeah. where did that come from? How did that get for there? Sure. But as we all know, when you're yeah. in a relationship with somebody, yeah. there's people you love. I've been married for 15 years. Mm-hmm. I've said some things to my wife. <laughs> she probably shouldn't still be around. Oh, man. You <laughs> I'm not going to say she hasn't said nothing to me. Yeah. But, yeah. but things are shared. But yeah. when there's relationship and commitment, you can overcome some of those things. That's true. When there's not relationship there, maybe recruits who maybe are on the outside or others who are on the outside looking in. You yeah. hear that. You see that. You, you, you have assumptions of what that culture looks like. And so that's where I think it's also important for those of us who have been more on the inside to yeah. cast a bigger picture and just share some other realities that have happened man. for years. 
first. That's I don't powerful. Believe, I don't believe a word he said about his wife not getting married. <laughs> Every time, dude, oh, man. I'm glad she's not here right now. Yeah. Yeah. Thing he said man, about that. My wife is sitting it. right over there, man. Hey, um, <laughs> I'm not even going to say that. <laughs> that's funny, but that's real. That's at, real. At what point did you decide, okay, my life's going to be about helping others? Was, yeah. was, was you in high school? Were you younger than yeah. that? Was it watching your dad? When did you decide that was going to be your life? Yeah, I mean, I grew up watching my dad, watching the work that they were doing in North Omaha. I tell people I loved what my parents were doing. I just didn't want to do it. Man, And it wasn't because I didn't want to help people, but it was because I saw the struggle. I saw the challenges. Mm -hmm. I saw just what my parents went through. And so I tell people, you know, I thought Creighton was my ticket out of North Omaha Mm -hmm. and working in the community. Got hurt my freshman year. And I Mm -hmm. tell people that was really a turning point in my life. I Mm -hmm. didn't know it at the time. I didn't know that the next three years would be the worst basketball years of my career and the hardest years of my life from an identity perspective. But it was really a turning point where I started to recognize there's life after basketball for sure. And there's more to life than just basketball. And so for me, that's where my faith really became real for me. That's where I started to, my dad used to talk about this idea of purpose and living with purpose. I didn't have a clue what he was talking about. Yeah. I'm playing basketball. Like, that's, my that's my purpose. Yeah, no and, yeah. and, and I think basketball can be a part of people's purpose, but yeah. purpose is bigger than that. Right. And so I just, honestly, the next step for me was serving with my parents' organization. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't even think that was going to be long-term. Man. It was 2009. There yeah, was a job obligated? freeze. Like there's, no, there was just, it was 2009. There was a job freeze. Some mm-hmm. teams wanted me to try out overseas. Man, I couldn't even you know, walk without taking medication because my body was so much in pain and I went through so many injuries. Yeah. And uh, 2009, I had different organizations, businesses that said, hey, in three months, you know, we'll maybe open back up to hire you. So my dad said, hey, come work with us for a little while, figure out what you want to do and then kind of go on to the next season of your life. And so I thought that was what was going to happen. I thought it was going to be three months, three months turned into six months, nine months. We had our first son. Right. And uh, it's been 14 years that we've been apart. And, and more than anything, I'll share one other thing. When I was a junior in college, I'll never forget kid who grew up across the street from our house, 16 years old was gunned down on the corner of our block. Mm. And I remember going to his funeral at Salem and I remember sitting there and he had a hat on, had it cocked to the side. He was involved in gangs. And I just remember being filled with so much emotion. And I remember questions started running through my head like, man, how could his life have turned out different? Josh, what could you do to be a part of the solution? So it was through that kind of three years of challenge on the court, recognizing there's purpose off the court, knowing I wanted to make a difference, didn't know how, and then just tried to take the next step based on what I knew to do. And 14 years later, we're still here and it's been incredibly hard. But I've learned that there's incredible purpose off the court. Yeah. And you can be a game changer on the court, but also off the court in, in a variety of different ways. Man. Follow up real quick. How long did it take you to accept what happened in, in that freshman year of the PCL, yeah. not having the career that you wanted to have? Man, it's I, a, I, saw, yeah. I saw you in high school. Yeah. I watched you play live a number of times. I know how good you were. You were not the same guy in college. How long did it take you to be able to get your mind around that? Long time. I, I would say realistically over 10 years yeah, yeah. Um, just because, you know, as competitors, yeah. you, you hate to end on a bad note. You yeah, know, you right. hate to, when you, when I, I tell people some stories that I remember, I remember going into gyms when I first went to Creighton and yep. uh, teams and coaches would say, Hey, come over here, talk to my team. Hey, come over here. Then after I got hurt, I remember going to gyms and I could hear people whispering saying, man, he used to be able to do this. Yeah. Man. I, I remember we were at a donor event one time and I walked around the corner. It was my senior year. And I heard, I heard a, uh, one of the donors say, man, I'm glad Dotsler's 
leaving so that we could, you know, move, move forward. forward with the team in this mm. way. Yeah. And so part of it, you know, my heart goes out when I see players who are yeah. stuck in these challenging positions and it's nobody's fault, yeah. but it's just a hard place to be in. But I will say this too. It's amazing how we can look back and the most painful parts of our story in our life yeah. can be used for, for good. I mean, I know same is true in your I story and yeah. your life and what's yeah, transpired. Sure. And so I would say it took a really long time. Yeah. Uh, but through that process, there's a lot of wins and a lot of other things Man. that were happening. And I tell you what, I'm just as excited for all that's happening in life now and where we're going and right. opportunities on the horizon mm. as I am, you know, seeing my brother Josiah get ready to go no uh, play at Creighton yeah. and, and watching the, the Blue Jays play. Yeah, for me, just hearing you say all this is kind of like nostalgic, not as like yeah. uh, a rival school competitor or a teammate, but like. I watch you go through it, yeah. you know, and for me, um, I was one of those people who felt for you because yeah. I know and knew what you were capable of. Yeah. And when you were physically limited to do those things, like, I couldn't imagine. I remember being in that time feeling like, man, I just can't imagine if something was, like, taken away from me. Yeah. And then for it to, And then for, you had it happen. Yeah, wow. you know. <laughs> yeah. Like, That's crazy. I just remember yeah. just. Yeah. Like, but you, the way you handled it, though, like, so he and I were uh, lifting partners. He mm -hmm. chose me. Like, nobody really wanted to lift with me and stuff like that. Because you talked all the damn you know? time. That's why. Yeah. He chose <laughs> yeah. me. I didn't choose him. <laughs> no, he chose me. Yeah. yeah. The name is Josh. He, he probably, he, looking back, he probably really didn't want me to be his partner. <laughs> but no, honestly, though, like, we were lifting partners. And um, I used to just watch how, like, you would, like, coach yourself through things from a mental aspect not really the physical yeah you know and it's not about you being hurt or not but like the way you approach the game was more from a mental perspective yeah. and i think that carried far longer than well, well i'll say this too so I, I was a senior josh was a freshman when he came in right my my sophomore and junior year i was trying to come back i was trying to make right. it work i mean i was working hard i was yeah. going morning afternoon doing all these things and it just wasn't working out at all mm. and i was always a leader High school teams, yeah, like he was I a prided myself team. on being a leader. As a freshman, I was playing 30 minutes a game as a freshman in college. Yeah. And I prided myself on being a leader. Well, when you're no longer one of the best players on the team, yeah. and you go from being on the inner circle to the outer circle, yeah. how do you lead? Man. And so for two years, I was pretty upset and frustrated and, and wasn't getting along. Our coach left for Arkansas and came back within yeah, that time. Like there was that. just a lot of jobs. That was crazy. Yeah. But by my <laughs> senior year, I said, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to try to enjoy it. And I'm going to try to lead and add value to the team as much as possible. Yeah. So the things I started doing my senior year, I said, you know what? At, at, and when we're in practice and we're going to get water, I'm going to be the first one over to the water station and you I'm going to pass out water to my players. You were. I said, you know what? When we travel on the road, I'm going to carry people's bags as a senior, which normally you don't do that no, except yeah. when you're a freshman. Right. I'm going to sit in the back. You know, when we watch film, I'm not going to sit on the couches. I'm going to sit on the stools. And so in games, I wasn't, you know, I started my senior year, but junior, sophomore year, I said, I'm going to be the first one off the bench to high five people. I wasn't used to that. Yeah. Man. I started as a freshman in high school. I started as a freshman in, in college. college. Yeah. I wasn't used to being on the bench and coming off yeah. the bench. So, but it took me like two years yeah. to almost shift my mindset right. to say, I'm going to find different ways yeah. to add value to yeah. our team. Let yeah. me say this before, because yeah. I got questions about Abide. Obviously, the, yeah, um, sure. the, um, the blue out coming up. Um, and definitely want to talk about you just as an inspirational, motivational speaker. But just to kind of talk to uh, some of the things in high school, uh, from my perspective, 
the reason why I like why you personally are one of my favorite all time players in high school is one because you're a winner, and two is because you did whatever it take took to win, and that is what filled the stats. Like I I I remember like playing against you and watching you play, but as I look back in your stats, your freshman year, you averaged. Matter of fact, I, I got it here. Let's, yeah, five assists freshman year, six assists sophomore year, seven assists junior year, seven and a half. I'm gonna round up and say eight assists <laughs> senior year. Hold on, got better. Three steals, four steals, five steals, five and a half steals, and about fifteen and a half points as a career. Like you did everything that it took to win, and like that is like. I can relate to that because I feel like uh, for me as a player, like growing up, like I I didn't play the game uh, because of like the actual passion of basketball. I was playing for what was going on at home. Man. You know? Yeah. I was playing for the times that I wanted to go hang out and my dad had me go work because right. he was old school. Uh, a lot of people don't know. My dad actually, uh, my community heart comes from my dad waking up at 5 in the morning, going to Conagra, yep. getting a, a, a trailer full of food and passing it out mm. in the community. Wow. And so I would see other people struggle and I would think about that while I was playing, feeling like, man, like. Yeah. The people who couldn't be here, I want to do this for them. Yep. And I feel like you played with something more than just the game. Mm. Yeah. And that's what I admired about you the most, man. So, mm. like, I, I just wanted it. to put that out here yeah. on this, on, you know, yeah. on this podcast. Um, well, I, think, I think as, as basketball players, like, as athletes, it's like, number one, all we cared about was winning. That's it. You either yeah. won or you lost. There yeah. wasn't individual no. accolades. Right. It was you won or lost. Right. And I think that's probably the hardest thing in all of this. When you when you end on a note that yeah. maybe wasn't your highest note as a player. Right. You know, at this age, you start seeing guys going into whether it's the high school hall I of know, fame man. and this and that. And I it's know. like, man, like I score fifteen hundred points. <laughs> I did I, this. I've had we won back to back state championship. Like and at the end of the day, you're not honestly, enough. my kids they don't know no. any of it. Yeah, my, <laughs> like they know. barely even know. <laughs> no, but like I'm seeing guys my age going for football or basketball. Yeah, and I stuff guarantee and, this, you'll be in the Omaha Sports Commission yeah. Hall of Fame next hey, year. I hey, guarantee hey, that. I'm not. I'm on that. Not, I'm on that board. I yeah, guarantee that. I did not know that. One of my best friends called me and was like, "Hey, man, I got inducted to." Hall of Fame. Yeah. I was so happy for him. I remember I, playing against Niles. But I, yeah. yeah. And I, but I thought about it like, hold on. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I start thinking about my own accolades. Yeah. It's not that it was like a, a jealousy. It was like, mm. I know the work that I put yeah. in. So I relate to that. Yeah. You know? But I humbly can accept like what happens for any, anyone. Even a Koya Gow got in. We haven't wow. gotten in anything. Wow. But yeah. like that, that doesn't bother me. Yeah, but it just kind of goes to show that, like, and that's where your story is similar in the sense of just kind of yeah, how your I, career ended. I didn't end at the top of my game. Hey, we're at the top now. Yeah, there you, you know go. What I'm saying? Man. That, that's, that's all that matters, I man. We're at that. the top I now. Know, I don't be, I'll be pounding the table next yeah. year. For it me. makes me feel good I though that. that, like, yeah. I uh, to understand that I'm not the only one who have these text two thoughts <laughs> right now. Yeah. <laughs> have these thoughts, like you what know, going on for real, man. So it means a lot to me for sure. Tell me, tell me about journey to justice and what what you do for that explain the six steps what, what what are you doing with that i think journey to justice was just kind of something i wrote in all the work that we've done you know 2020 hit 
Oh, yeah. And, and Ahmaud Arbery happened and yeah, George Floyd happened. And I tell people, you know, I think those videos that yeah. people saw for some for the first time. Right. Those videos gave <laughs> visuals to voices that have been crying out for generations. Mm. And the truth is there has been a gap in our city, in our world with black and white right. and those that have and those that don't. And so a huge part of our work is trying to bridge the gap mm. and close the gap. And so everything we're doing, we're trying to provide resources. Our our vision is that every person in every part of our city can have every opportunity to reach their full potential. There you go. And so the the, the journey to justice and, and helping people take practical steps, because so many people are like, man, Josh, what do I do? Yeah, right. Like, man, I live in this part of the city and I want to make a difference. I live right. in this part of the city and I want to make a difference. And so... Our, our goal is to try to make it easy for people to get in the game and make a difference. Man. There's a learning element. We can all learn. We can all grow. We can all understand the struggle more. Right. There's a serving element. Man, we think everybody can get in the game. Yeah. Come serve with organizations like Abide. There's many yeah. organizations yeah, right. in Omaha and North yeah. Omaha making a difference. Serve with Josh Jones and some of yeah, the stuff that not? he's doing with camps yeah. and kids. Right. And, and, and then there's a giving element. And a lot of people don't like to talk about yeah. the giving element, but when you took look at equity and disparity, man, it takes resources. I, I tell people, what does it take to raise your son or daughter? Right. It takes a lot of money. Yeah. And the, the, the average middle-class family spends over $300,000 on their children between zero and age 17. Mm, mm. That's a lot of money. That's yeah. a lot. And of so money, we got yeah. kids in our community that are growing up without fathers, yeah. mothers, right. resources, access to resources. Right. And so we're trying to bridge the gap in those areas and trying to make it easy for people to get in the game. Yeah. Mm. That's amazing. That, yeah. No, that's powerful. What, and, are you, yeah. what are you guys doing on Tuesday? Tell us about the Marquette so, game. So, yeah. Two, against, Tuesday uh, Marquette, night. Right? Marquette, big game. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. A big game. Tuesday, uh, we're, it's a bye night. We call it the better together blue out. Yeah. And one of our, our big sayings, our values is better together because mm. we believe that together mm -hmm. we can make a difference right. we can actually put a dent in this challenge that we see in our community and so right. uh we'll do a blue out we typically have done t-shirts this year we're doing towels uh with Ra uh, uh, rally towels rally That's towels that'll have better up. together on them t-shirt nice. prices have gone up a little bit <laughs> hey, inflation <laughs> yeah. just blame it on inflation <laughs> it's real it's real and then you know we'll get some time to talk about the the organization what we're doing i think this is year six or seven yeah, uh, yeah i think it's 2015 the first year you guys had it wasn't I think it? something like that and i think you missed the one year because of 2020 2020 yeah, yeah, yeah. it might be seven yeah. which is unreal yeah, i mean yeah. for the creighton community to mm -hmm. open this up for yeah. the leadership at creighton for coach mcdermott to yeah, support for sure abide and what we're doing i'll say this one of the coolest things uh was when doug mcdermott mm -hmm. gave his hall of fame speech for creighton he said one of the highlights of his experience at Creighton was serving with Abide. Yeah, I wow. know he said that. And that yeah. was just like, for yeah. us, that was yeah. one of the coolest like, things. because We get, couldn't expect him to say that. Wow. No. And right. so yeah. the volleyball team, basketball team, soccer teams, they'll all actually come down and serve mm -hmm. and participate at Abide. Right. And so that night, We'll talk about abide. We'll raise some money. Right. We used to pass the buckets. Now there's QR codes and stuff. Know, sure. 2023. We can't be touching yeah. cash. No can't be touching yeah. nothing. <laughs> yeah. No right. cash. No yeah, paper. Right. Yeah, right. Um, but more than anything, <laughs> yeah. it's an opportunity to spread the message. And, For sure. and, and my our message yeah. is let's all get in the game. Yes. Doesn't even have to be with abide. Right. But let's get in the game yeah. and let's be a part of making a difference. No, for sure. It's going to be fun, man. I'm, um, I mean, now that we yeah. got an MC out there oh, that we know, gosh, I'm yeah. just saying, can we have a little time <laughs> to not? get on yeah. the mic together? I'm going to plug it. I'm going to plug it. You know, I've been trying to work on that. Yeah, yeah. We, We've been talking about some things for sure. I'm excited for it. Last thing for me, and be honest. How many times did you watch Encanto before you did the whole video on Insta? <laughs> how many How many times did you watch before you did the whole song? <laughs> I knew that. Hey, a lot. I, I, I think we I were bet. working out one day with yeah. our family, and yeah. my wife is like, 
or we're going to do this. And then it turned into like me and yeah. my daughter were going to do no, this. Yeah. Yeah. Man, it took forever. Yeah. I think even after I did it, I didn't even know the words I was saying. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> my my talk daughter about knew what she was yeah. doing yeah. and stuff. I was just like, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. I'm <laughs> thankful man. that I haven't got there with my son yet. Yeah. 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 Hey, when you got two girls uh, and yeah, two boys right, and a yeah, wife, that, right. she, they going to get you involved in the song. You know the Encanto. You know all that stuff. I know the songs. I just ain't hitting it. I can barely do it too. Yeah, right. No, don't let I'm telling you that. <laughs> Take 500. All right, here we go. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, but we love you, man. Dude, like, I love you, you too. Personally, seriously. You know I love you, bro. Back at we you. We appreciate you coming on man. here and sharing the story. Thanks for having hey, me. Seriously. Blue out. Man. February 21st thank you. Thank you very much. against Marquette. Big game is going to be fun. My man, Josh Doser, thank you so much. Appreciate bro. you guys. Thank, thank you. Josh. Thank you. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. All right, now we're joined by another member of the Dosa family, way down the line. Taller than me now, it's crazy. Yeah. Josiah Dosa joining us here. How you doing? How you feeling? Man, I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Thanks for inviting me here. Hey, man, I, I feel like he should get his first NIL deal. Yeah. Should be some type of texturizer kit, bro. You, the hair, the hair, <laughs> man. <laughs> you remember Soul Glow? Yeah, right. No, he too We don't need that. that. We don't need yeah, a Soul no. Glow. No, of course, WS uh, Point Guard and Creighton Commit. Was yeah. your dream school, man? Is that what you, when you were a kid growing up, you like you always wanted to say, I want to go to Creighton? I mean, yeah, definitely uh, seeing my brother play there, sure. uh, just growing up in the atmosphere. I mean, Wait, how much do you remember about that? That was a long yeah, time, a long time ago. Yeah. Honestly, most I remember about it was like a little bit of games, but I mainly just remembered that uh, the national anthem. Yeah, you know, oh, okay. Just no getting doubt. up, the lights turn off. Like, you know, that was my favorite part. I mean, I love singing as a kid. So, yeah, that was Were you a ball boy? I was a ball boy. Nice. That was actually around like sixth, seventh grade. Uh -huh. um, I had started ball boying and. Uh, that was like one of the best times of my life. No, for too. sure. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Do you remember who was on the team when you were a ball boy? Mm -hmm. It was during Marcus Zagorowski. Okay. Oh, it, it, it wasn't like that that, that long, long ago. ago. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, right. Yeah, so, for sure. I mean, yeah, some I'm, of the best basketball. I mean, to me, uh, like sometimes I'll be seeing, like I seen a kid, matter of fact, I was at I was at your game yesterday at Westside. I seen one of the kids with a tattoo that said 2006. I was like, mm -hmm. man, that was a sophomore. <laughs> <laughs> so it's that long ago for me, man. you know. But mm -hmm. uh, just thinking about Bellevue West when you walk through the halls, um, man, your brother was a high school legend. Yeah. Like, do you like? I know by people talking about him, you kind of get a sense of what he did. But do you truly understand how good he mm -hmm. was as a player? Have you ever like talked or thought about that? You know? Yeah. I mean, I obviously wasn't there to like. I mean, I was there, but I don't remember it. I don't yeah, grasp sure. it to see, yeah. like, you know, his his true, like, legacy there that yeah, he right. left at Bellevue West. But, right. Um, I definitely know that when, when you hear Josh Dose or Bellevue West is the first place that people think of. And, and when you walk in the halls, you see his poster up yeah. there. And I know that walking in as a freshman in eighth grade, you know, that's exactly what I wanted to be like. Is sure. Just like my brother, you know, up on the walls, you know, leaving something behind at the school. Yeah. So um, I know that for sure his legacy is remembered at West, but yeah. I don't know if I, I know it as good as you. Man, yeah, you he got was a, good. You bro. got a good chance to push that back a little bit by going undefeated and winning the state title. You, right. You yeah. think at all about it? They had the one loss. Yeah, we didn't talk Josh, about that. Josh yeah. Jones. Yeah. You know uh, the story about that one loss? Hey, I think you should explain it. Okay, I'll I, I, I make it quick. I'll make it quick. Um, uh, it was a tie game. I don't even know the seconds in the game uh, left, but um, I think it was um, 
I want to say it was a loose ball. Your brother had mm-hmm. mishandled it. And I picked it up, mm-hmm. and he went for a steal. He ripped me, but they called foul. Mm-hmm. I hit uh, a one and one free throws to put us up by one point, and we end up winning the game. Mm-hmm. And it was the only loss. Obviously, oh, their uh, senior year. So you have an opportunity mm-hmm. to do something. To be the greatest Bellevue West basketball team of all time. <laughs> hey. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. It, it no was, pressure. Yeah, it wasn't a foul. It wasn't a foul. No, wow. It wasn't Let a me, foul. So when did you know? Was there a moment in your life, whether it was when you were in sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, that, that you knew you were good enough to play mm-hmm. at the college level? You felt you could be good enough? Yeah. I mean, I think I really started taking basketball seriously around yeah. seventh grade. Um, before that, it was just kind of, you know, a game you play, right? For sure. Uh, but... My dad really started pushing me seventh grade. We started getting up early before school, you know, shooting. And I really, like, developed that really, like, hard work ethic that yeah. I needed to get there. Um, but I wouldn't say until my sophomore year, I'd say, is when I really started in my head thinking, like, I can really play at that next level. Mm-hmm. Uh, before that, you know, it was just kind of like I was small. I really hadn't hit a growth spurt yet. I was really skinny. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, I feel like I could do it, but I haven't shown nobody I could do it. Like, I don't really know. Had a little bit of doubt in my head. But mm. my sophomore year, I felt like I, got, I gained a lot of weight, and um, I started, you know, proving to people, like, I yeah. can really play. And then it just built confidence in myself. Yeah. And that's just took off from there. Yeah. So. How, how much of an impact? I know we talked about your brother playing for Wes, and I know you said your dad um, – uh, got up in the morning with you and things like that. How much did your brother like kind of talk with you when the recruiting started happening? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. he your brother was re- recruited mm-hmm. definitely uh, heavily, you know, when he was in high school and things like that. Mm-hmm. Was there any like correlation where like he had just reached out to you and talk about that, or was it just mom and dad? Yeah, uh, he was one of the first people to call me when um, coaches were able to start talking to me as a yeah. sophomore. Yeah, and the thing <clears throat> I loved the most about my brother was he wasn't that type of brother that came in and tried to really push Creighton. Uh, he he really came in and was like, you know, this is your chance to get recruited. Like, yeah. go to the best place that fits you. And uh, he really was just open with everything, you know, just like trying to look at my options, see which would best fit me. And it's just ironic that Creighton, you know, is the best spot I, for me. Yeah, for sure. It's crazy. Creighton commit. Josiah Dosla joining us here on Let It Fly Show. You have a head coach that's got a parody account on Twitter. That's how famous <laughs> Coach Woodard is. Fake Coach Woodard. Kind of walk us through your relationship with him and, and how he's helped you in your game. Yeah, I mean, uh, Coach Woodard has done so much for us and my team. Yeah, uh, Coming in as a freshman, um, I came in wanting to play the point guard position, which is what I play now, and he switched my mindset. And he put mm. me on the wing and developed me as a shooter. And I didn't really think I could do that uh, coming in as a freshman. And so my freshman and sophomore year, you know, we let – Chucky Hepburn, yeah, Chucky. amazing point guard. Yeah, for sure. He played a point posi- for sure. position. I had to play the wing. Yeah. Uh, but I think it really he really helped me develop there. Mm. Um, I can kind of play a little bit of two positions now. Yeah. And without the help of Coach Woodard, I mean, I feel like I wouldn't be the same player today. Man, Coach Woodard, you know, he's coached so long, he coached his grandson. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, like for real. Yeah. He he might coach my – no, my son. No, but, but honestly, um, when it comes to, uh, like, Bellevue West in this year, what does it mean? Like, I know in the beginning you try not to focus on that undefeated record and stuff like that. It's mm-hmm. in the back of your mind. Mm-hmm. But now we're getting closer towards uh, March, yeah. you know, the state tournament. How much, before we even talk about winning the state title, does going undefeated mean to you as a senior? Yeah. I mean, like you said, go, like starting the year, we really was not trying to think of any of that. Yeah. Um, our motto this year was taking it one game at a time. Yeah. And I felt like we were able to do that. Um, we were able to just, you know, doesn't matter who we're playing, how good or bad they're supposed to be, uh, just one game at a time. And I think that's the reason why we got to the end of the year and had no losses because we wasn't looking ahead. Um, but I think as far as what it means to me, I mean, 
it's really hard to think about that right now just because there's there's more games to be played. For sure. And the next games being played are the only ones that matter right now. So. Yeah. No, that's not even a, a, a political a answer. That's yeah. facts. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Who's the best player you played against? Uh, best player I played against? Probably Hunter Silas. Yeah. Man. yeah. He's okay. so long, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. He, he got the <laughs> like, vertical, the body. Yeah. He's got, got a little taller, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Um, how how um, winning state this year um, – what would mean more to you, winning this year or winning the one that you did when you played with uh, Chucky? Mm. You know, for me, I would say more winning this year. Okay, why is that? Because you're the leader? I would say because I'm the leader. Mm. Uh, coming in as a freshman, it was really, like, huge learning You had some big shots, though, bro, Shoot in that state tournament. Yeah. <laughs> you had some big shots. Yeah, that was some crazy games. Yeah, some for sure. crazy battles <laughs> that freshman year. Yeah. And it definitely meant something. I mean, I'll never forget that. Yeah. But I think winning this year uh, – the dudes that I'm playing with right now, I've been playing with some of these guys since I was in third grade. Okay. Yeah. And we, we have really bonded off the court and yeah. on the court. And I think just winning winning one with them would really mean a lot, you know, being able to be that senior leader and yeah. kind of leading the way. For sure. I was talking to Michael <laughs> about this. Um, I told him that's the secret sauce. Mm. A lot of people don't know that my – uh, three state championship teams at Central mm. were the same guys from the fourth grade, bro. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I feel you. It's that <laughs> Junior T-Birds program. <laughs> <laughs> no, we was the Rebels. No, <laughs> no. I, but no, the Junior T-Birds, that's what's yeah, up. I ain't gonna yeah. lie, he hit, yeah. the, he hit that shot in the tournament. Oh, man. And I thought that was Josh's kid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm lying. I, I remember yeah. saying to yeah. somebody, I'm saying, yeah. dang, those I can see that, kids though. playing I mean, it's 14, is it 13 or 14? You you uh, the fourteen. Okay, 14, yeah. yeah, and uh, yeah. Zael, your sister. She the fourteen. Yeah, let's yeah. talk about her, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be the last, that's gotta be a little rough. Can she shoot better than you? Don't let me, <laughs> keep it real. Like, it, it, not no, like, hey, that's my sister. Mm-hmm. Like, she can shoot. <laughs> she can shoot. Like, did you ever think that she would be as talented as she is? Honestly, when she was little, she has one of the most like gifted like talents in our family. I think. Like, wow. She just has a natural knack for the ball. She she could go a whole month without touching a basketball, come in the gym the next day, and just, and knock just have it down. right there. Dang. Yep. Yeah, she just got that natural touch, which, I mean, she was just gifted from God. Like, yeah. 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 Have you ever played um, – how many boys are in the family? Five. Okay, out of five boys. Like, you're older now, you're mm-hmm. a senior. Like, have you ever had an opportunity to play Josh or your brother uh, Jeremiah or anybody one-on-one or y'all have brother battles or anything like that? You know, it's kind of funny as I've gotten older. You know, the last time they don't I play him, him, that's you know. what I'm saying. The last time I played him, I think I was like seventh grade, and they was bullying me. You know, dunking on me on the little hoops and stuff. I, I was like, "Come on now." Did you cry? <laughs> I think I actually did cry the yeah, last time we played. I know I cried when I was younger for sure. Yeah. And they haven't played you since. They nah, can't see you now, I, I bro. I haven't even stepped on the court with one of yeah. them. Since. Okay, so it's we're taping it. We're taping this on the night. <laughs> we're taping this on the nineteenth. It's about it's about five o'clock. You guys go play right now. <laughs> <laughs> two right. years ago, you guys hooped? Hey, he gonna hit you with... Now, that was different. <laughs> Did you guys hoop two years ago? Uh, I think we had a, a little workout session in the morning before school two years ago. Yeah. I, wasn't that what it was? Yeah, yes, and... Your brother's played. competitive. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like very... Mm-hmm. I'm talking about like beat you to the bus first competitive. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Don't want to lose. Yeah, yeah. Nah. I like it, though. Like, mm-hmm. that's why he's one of my favorites. That was the last time I played. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He can still do all the things yeah. he could do before. It yeah. don't look as good. That's yeah, all. my yeah. son the type, if I lose or something yeah. happens, my son get concerned like, Dad, are you, are you, are you okay? okay? Yeah. I'm like, I'm good. So I'm, okay. just, I'm just out of shape. <laughs> obviously, obviously, winning the state championship is a goal, but tell me about some of your other goals. You have things yeah. that you have set out there for, for sure. to accomplish? Um, right now, you know, I'm really not trying to focus on 
thinks too far in the future just because yeah. uh, this state championship really is going to mean a lot to me, especially Man. coming short these last two years. Yeah. Uh, I feel like uh, me, my senior Jackson, we've been through a long road this high school year, and we really want to end it off right. Yeah. And so as far as personal goals or, like, you know, goals in the future, um, we're really just looking at the next game right now, yeah. district. So, mm-hmm. What do you think you'll miss the most about Bellevue West? Man, I can't even begin. Uh, Bellevue West has helped me, and, like, the experiences at Bellevue West is some stuff you never forget. Some things you definitely will hate. I would definitely never, ever want to go back to that track at Bellevue West. Ah, man. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> but definitely know it helped me. Um, yeah. And I'll miss Woodard, you know, pushing us, yelling yeah. at us every day at practice. For sure. Um, and just the people there. Yeah. Uh, I really love Bellevue West as a school. It's a really good people there. So Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'll ref you guys if you want. I got, yeah. I got my striped shirt in the closet. I'll hey. put it on. I won't call no fouls on, on him. Hey, this is exciting for me right now <laughs> yeah. because, um, you know, like just being a senior in high school and yeah, the day and age we in now. Yeah. I got a question for you. Take all the time you need. Who's the goat? Michael Jordan. Oh come on! Or LeBron James. Come on! You know, oh, young it's just people. me and you here. You know talking. How the young oh, people my. are, man. It, yeah. Who's who's the goat? Not yeah. the young people are. The GOAT is so hard to talk about yeah. just because it's hard to compare the two. Um, but I grew up in a LeBron era. I okay. know, I know. I just want to hear it. I know. I, I have to say LeBron's the GOAT. Okay. I can it's respect just, that. I, that's who I grew up watching. I can the respect things that. he's done on the court. Yeah. Let me, let me leave you with this, Josiah. <laughs> so in 1995, combined, teams averaged nine three-pointers a game. Mm-hmm. They average nine now in two minutes. <laughs> yeah. It's a different it's game. Crazy. We play it's a different crazy. game. We, it's different. a different game now that Jordan played, that LeBron played. It's a different game. Mm. Jabbar, for me, is my GOAT, okay? Oh, so, yeah, yeah, well, I'm yeah, old. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I got my Power own, Memorial yeah. High School. That's what I'm talking my, about. I got theories and opinions and stuff like that, yeah. man. It don't matter. I think yeah. Michael Jordan's a GOAT. Yeah. Um, hey, when it comes to – I got I got one more question yeah. for you. When it, um, when it comes to – you playing at Bellevue West, what's your favorite, like, what was your favorite game? My you know? favorite game? Like, what, what game is something that you always go back to? This one's actually easy for me. Uh, my sophomore year, yeah. state semifinals versus Creighton Prep. Okay. Mm. We was both nationally ranked. Game went to 3 Yeah, it was a great game. One yeah. of my favorite games ever. I mean, the Pinnacle Bank was just packed. Yeah, it, it was. was. loud. I was Everyone there. was watching. <laughs> man, that was definitely the most fun game I ever played. That's what's up, yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Josiah, we appreciate it, man. Good yeah. luck to you good the rest luck, of the man. season. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. Good, good luck, bro. Finish it off, man. <laughs> finish you. it off so you can hold it over your brother. Yes, sir. Yes, <laughs> That's what sir. I recommend. <laughs> That's the goal. <laughs> we want to we wanna thank uh, Pat Stafford of Stafford for doing this. I, I've been calling him Stafford his whole life. Because you keep thinking I, about I Matthew. I didn't put it there, though. I've it's got cool. this. It's Stafford. Phil McCain for graduate. Doing all the guests as well. Big old Al Lopez for being here. Omaha Steaks always. Never a bad time. Remember this. Never a bad time to give Omaha Steaks a gift. Omaha Steaks is Nobody good, ever gets mad about that. Uh, we back. Let it fly again next week. Next it's a week. big show. Yeah. We got, we're going to meet the chef yeah. that's going to be at the restaurant. It's going to be fun. We'll talk to Big Al as well. I can't wait. Get his take on uh, the most unique sports bar that's ever come to Omaha. Yep. We'll do that as well. All of that. As always, sir, take us away. Josiah, we appreciate you coming on the show. To the Doser family, I'm Josh Jones. For my man, Michael Michael Severe, you know how we do it. It's a Let It Fly show.